Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. of reason and the dean of richmond radio here's big al on 1061 espn well the new york football giants people have been talking about how bad this team is or how bad they're going to be or how bad they are and i just uh i wasn't buying it listen we'll give them a chance it's early in the season people teams stumble people stumble uh Man, if you if you watch any of that football game last night, you come away going, "Whoa, the Giants! This is a team that went nine seven and one last year. Not great. Third place in the division. They, they got in the playoffs. They went to Minnesota and beat the Vikings, a thirteen and four team, last year. And uh, they're one. At the, but they just got, they just got manhandled last night. They got manhandled." So there you have it. Twenty fourth was a twenty four three, I believe. Wasn't it? Was your yeah, final? Yeah, it's twenty four three. Yeah, I might just have to watch it. I will stay up Thursday night and watch the the Mule Skinners and Dub Bears. Boy, <laughs> the Mule Skinners are favored by what six and a half, seven, and uh, the Bears have lost fourteen in a row. Do I smell banana peel? You know how it is as a fan. You get, right. You know. yeah. Well, I, I uh, already said it on Jamie's show. I, I would not be shocked if, with all this ridicule, the Giants go down to South Beach and somehow pull an upset. Just, <laughs> just I would not be surprised. But, it, but it's a meeting. It's a meeting. You're a fan. It's a meeting of two teams that have been embarrassed. The Giants got blown out at home by the Seahawks, and the Dolphins went to their division rival and got taken to the woodshed. So it's a meeting of teams you would expect to bounce back. Who's going to bounce back better? Uh, Miami? You think so? Yeah, I think so. Uh, but no, I think so. I agree with what you're saying about the Bears. It's funny because the Bears had lost 13 in a row before that uh, Broncos game, and they met up with a team that had just given up 70. So it was just a meeting of two teams as low as you can get. Well, while, while the uh, Broncos were giving up 70, the Bears were giving up 41 to the Chefs. And the, Yeah, the Chiefs, you know, were, so, I mean, they're, they're still not even clicking on full cell, no. not all cylinders. So if they were... They could have put up 70. Yes, indeed. Uh, big historical day in baseball today. You probably can find this very easily. I think this was called the shot around, heard around the world. Bobby Thompson of the, of the, of the, of the New York Giants, baseball Giants, uh, hit the shot heard around the world in, in, off Ralph Branca. And uh, the uh, Giants won the pennant, and that's where the guy goes. Giant, it's like Skip Carey did: Braves win, Braves win, Braves win. Back in what ninety one, ninety two, and uh, back in fifty four, it was it was the shot heard. Bobby Thompson hit off Ralph Bronca, and uh, with one out in the bottom of the ninth, bottom of the ninth to give the Giants a dramatic five four playoff victory 
Well, it was playoffs. It wasn't playoffs like we think of today. Well, today the playoffs began. No, this was a playoff because they finished tied uh, for the uh, National League pennant. There were only one. There was only one division in each league, as we know, through the '68 series. I think there's. I don't know if there's a book written there. May, may well have been called the last uh, pennant drive or something. I don't remember exactly, but because after that they went to divisions. But you could. Yeah, I'm sure you, at some point you could probably find the uh, the call. And uh, it was it was uh, Giants win the pennant. Giants win the pennant. So there are a lot of things that happen on this day in sports. That was one of many. I just sometimes I check that, and sometimes I don't pay. Any, I don't even look. But I, I like to check every once in a while. You know, you can go to USA Online has a has them all. The uh, Times Dispatch has them. Uh, so you, you can get most anything. One thing, and we've, we've got Coach Houston coming up in a few minutes. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far too fast here. Um, Oh, by the way, you are listening to 1061 ESPN. We thank you for tuning in. Our phone number is 327-0888. You can call, you can text that number, 327-0888. And the name of the show is Sports Phone. I'm Big Al and Robert the Bruce on the other side of the glass. So there we have uh, morning, Bruce. Morning. Uh, I think there's a new quarterback who might need to surpass Kirk Cousins for the primetime distinguish uh, for how bad he is. Daniel Jones is now 1-12 in in primetime games. What is uh, what's your twin brother? I'd, I'd have he to kind look of at, is your twin brother. I'd have to look at the stats, but Kirk has – he's been in more, but Daniel Jones is off to one of the worst starts ever in primetime. So I want that same treatment that Kirk Cousins gets. <laughs> Because Daniel Jones doesn't put up the stats. That at least Kirk Cousins makes it exciting somewhat. Yeah, well, he, didn't, he didn't this past weekend, but generally he, he throws for a bunch of yards and has a good completion percentage. Uh, but for to Daniel Jones, uh, one defense I do have him, he was sacked 10 times last night. Yeah, That's second time double digits this year. That's yeah. unreal. And the backup got sacked once, so the Seahawks had 11 total. Um, but I think it's the kind of the point where if – fans if people defend Daniel Jones too much over this offensive line that's why you're going to be stuck with him for too long because you keep defending a mediocre quarterback and you well yeah it's that, that well is why they're going to be stuck yep the money right 160 over four years that's a terrible, that, terrible that, one yeah. of the worst in the NFL yeah that and so they they will have him for another year or so before if they need to or want to they they buy him out so to speak they cut him and they pay him a reduce I mean it's it's not all guaranteed. Right. I was thinking about that this morning about five fifteen. You know, what's the guarantee that he has? As in, how much the Giants got to put up to bail out of uh, their situation with him? So anyway, hey, one thing I was looking at this morning, and I read it's on the very front page of the paper. Whether you get it online, which I get it online, and I have hard copy. Um, the leasing the new ballpark could cost. Are you sitting down? The flying squirrels. I haven't heard this one yet. Three million a year. Wow, that's a lot of money. I don't have that much. <laughs> Not <That's> yet. Sure. <laughs> you might. You might in the Not future. Ever. Oh come on now, I mean, you go out and make that kind of money. You you'd be able to do that. I mean, uh, why not? Think big. Yeah. The um, current fee that the squirrels pay is two hundred thousand a year to lease the diamond. The new uh, lease would require about you know could cost could cost three million for a long term use of a proposed new ballpark. 
three million a year is a lot for about sixty-seven to sixty-nine home games. Even when you draw four hundred twenty-eight thousand and lead the league, uh, the Eastern League in attendance, that's a that's a tough bullet to bite right there. That is. But hopefully, it will you know? Let's, let's think positive again. You know, the new ballpark's projected to open in twenty-six. Uh, centerpiece of the city that John O'Connor writes on the front page, envisioned as a centerpiece of the city's $2.4 billion, 67-acre, mixed-use diamond district project around North Arthur Ashe Boulevard. The city's expected to deliver a construction budget to Charlotte. Now, what? I saw I read this earlier. I was thinking, why are they getting a Charlotte-based uh, group? Uh, I guess is this the, this is a, a construction budget. So this Charlotte-based Odell Associates, I guess, will be the builder of this. And I don't know why you don't get somebody here in Central Virginia. I don't know. None of my, I mean, maybe possibly none of my business. It, you know, it, it should be everybody's business. But why not get it? And I'm sure there are reasons. But I, I looked at it and I thought, why? Why? I know one person you can ask. Uh, who would that be? Oh, Parniferous. time or two. <laughs> yeah, Parniferous. Yeah, he'll have an answer. He, he maybe says, I wasn't involved in that. I don't That's know. A, that too. Uh, RVA Richmond Partners, uh, led by Tallheimer Realty Partners, Washington-based Republic Properties, and Loopport, Loop Capital, excuse me, of Chicago. Uh, these, uh, this is all led by this, these three entities. Uh, in September 22, was selected by the city as a developer for the uh, Diamond District. So, we shall see. That, that's, a, that's a big nut. Three million a year when you only play five months, five and a half, and you have 69 home games scheduled. But if they build this thing, it's going to be a, a beautiful, beautiful, sparkling diamond on the, on the boulevard. I don't sure it'll have a different name, and I'm sure it will have a corporate sponsor, I would think. We do have a number of Fortune 500 countries, companies, <laughs> countries, Fortune 500 countries, anyway, uh, companies, uh, businesses here in town, and maybe one of them will pony up a couple million a year if they did, uh, even if they do a million a year, that chops that three million down to two. You know, by a third right there. So, well, we'll see. I mean, you're going to have these things jump up and out of nowhere that we're going to see. So that, that's that's a big piece of news because it, it is above the fold in the paper this morning. A picture of the diamond and um, soccer field next door. And so uh, we all, I guess, I think, I guess we're all pulling. I'm pulling for it. I want it to happen. Obviously, don't want it to tax people, but uh, would like to see a new a new ball yard out there. Yeah, I want I mean, to. Is, go ahead. I, I wanted to, but I agree with you about the taxing people. I, uh, this thing's been around since, since I was 30. Yeah. It's, it's important. <laughs> Just part, to put it in perspective. It's a, an important part of this uh, city. I think it very much is an important part of the city's culture. We, we love yeah. the squirrels here. Well, it, it is baseball. Baseball. And there's no yeah, there's no major league team in the really in the entire state of Virginia. There isn't one. No, definitely dude. not definitely no. not one in Richmond. So these kind of things matter a lot to us. No major league franchise of any kind yeah. in uh, River City. Excuse me, in the whole Commonwealth of Virginia. So yeah, that's that college and uh, minor league stuff. It means a lot to us. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll. I don't know. Maybe they'll build a stadium in Virginia for the Mule Skinners. 
with yeah. the new ownership. They may try and tear down RFK and build a new one there, which was an easy access, easy in out, and uh, it's in Washington D.C. If they build it in Virginia, they'll still be known as the Washington Mule Scanners. I mean, that's the deal there. They're not going to be called the Virginia Mule Scanners. Why, we wouldn't have that, son. That's too much change in a couple of years, too. <laughs> that's calling the the Virginia Generals. Uh, <laughs> if you want to keep the command, I don't know, just off the top of my head. Right. You know, that's not going to be cause of, of moving to Virginia it would be a good deal with the governor and it would uh, it would enhance their ability to make money you know you give them a little bit of a tax break and that's right. how these deals are done as you know all right we've got coach Houston coming up after our pause here so we shall subside no baseball scores to report today but hey this afternoon we'll get some in the old they'll start rolling in it it uh, what 308 today it's Texas and Tamper. Uh, at 4.38 is Toronto, Minnesota. I guess we will start with Texas Tampa, and then we'll pick up the uh, Toronto-Minnesota game in progress. Is that correct? Yeah, so how I've, I've described it is we'll have the entirety of the first game. Um, we'll mm-hmm. we'll join the next game in progress, right. entirety of the second game. We're, we're going to try and get you guys as much coverage as possible, but as you all can see with the schedule, it's not going to allow for full, entire coverage of every game. Well, by the time Toronto-Minnesota's over, it, uh, right. it may end before Arizona and Milwaukee. That's a two and a half hours later, and baseball is we're moving at a quicker pace. Right, Even help. so, it should be first or second inning, barring any extra innings between the Jays and the Twins. And then, of course, Miami and Philadelphia. Philadelphia wants to get rid of Miami quick. Go Miami. Go Marlins. Go Marlins. Knock those... <laughs> Come on, I mean, we, we. I can't say it on the air. Miami, the Marlins need to avenge the Dolphins' loss and the Miami Heat not getting Dame. We need something good in Miami. <laughs> we need our spirits lifted again. We. Yeah, we. You're French now. We. Uh, we. Uh, the. The thing is, you know, somebody, honorary Miami Marlins fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a fan of the Dolphins and the Heat, so there you go. Yeah. Um, probably Schwarber will hit a home run in a top of the ninth because we'll be playing game yeah. three down in Miami if necessary. Yeah, that's another thing too. His, with his buck 97 batting average, Jack a home run to win it for the Phils. Right, and just uh, just to uh, notify people again, uh, all the Thursday games obviously are if necessary, and we will have those uh, if they do happen, and that will impact afternoon scheduling if it does. There will be a necessary. I don't think it will be four sweeps, so I, yeah, I there will be some two. Thursday baseball right here on 1061 ESPN. Exactly. All right there, Hoss. We should take a pause. Gus is tomorrow, by the way. Don't forget, Gus is tomorrow. I will be at Gus's. Come on out and see us. We always have fun, great food. We have uh, tickets for the Spiders and the Maine Black Bears. So don't touch that dial. Come out and see us. You can turn off your radio when you come into Gus's, but come in and see us. We'll have a good time out there as always. It's in the Hanover Square uh, Shopping Center. Hanover Square is the name. Shopping Center right off of Bell Creek Road in Mechanicsville. Stay with us. Your search ends here. Follow every curveball, stolen base, and grand slam of the playoffs here on the exclusive home of the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. 106.1 ESPN Richmond. They say home is... And welcome back to Sports Phone this Tuesday morning. We thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Sports Phone on 106.1 ESPN. I'm Big Al, Robert the Bruce on the side of the glass. And, of course, it's Tuesday morning, so we do have Coach Houston on with us, the head coach of the Richmond Spiders, coming off a tough loss. Uh, Hampton had a bit of a 
uh, offense that could run it, they could throw it, and they especially ran it. And uh, they they lead the league in rushing, as a matter of fact, and it's just a tough stop uh, for the Spiders in that regard. Coach, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you're welcome, Al. Uh, Spiders, you had an issue, I, I guess is a fair way of putting it, uh, uh, challenges at qu- the quarterback position due to injuries, and, and, and it really has kind of set you back. Uh, last year, your quarterback position was <laughs> filled with excellence, and uh, every year's a new year. Things change, positions. You lose players, you gain players, and uh, I, I guess your best performance at quarterback came from a, a true freshman. Uh, I'd like to say we're cousins, Camden Coleman, and he came in and did a pretty darn good job, didn't he, for you, Coach? Yeah, you know, obviously our first two guys were out, um, and we, we knew it during the week. So Aston Snellshire and Cam Coleman uh, both got uh, all the reps during the week. Um, you know, so, you know, I think Cam got the backup reps, and, he you know, he got a good amount, and they both, you know, they both got prepared. It wasn't a surprise. Uh, we knew we knew those two were going to play. We had a plan to get Cam in the game at some point in time. And, you know, he came in and, and you know, he did a pretty nice job as a, for a true freshman, um, you know, through one interception into the, in the end zone there. But um, I think for the most part, he did a pretty decent job. So, you know, everybody's got injuries this time of year. You got to figure out ways to overcome them, and and, and you got you got to give Hampton a lot of credit, man. They played really well. They they were well coached. They out coached us, uh, outplayed us, and uh, you know we we got to bounce back this week against uh, Maine. Well, the Maine Black Bears coming in three thirty to Robin Stadium this Saturday and uh, fill it up and uh, get some noise in there and beat those black bears and send them back to packing pack back to Maine in a suitcase or a trunk. Uh, yeah, Coleman, it looked like had a, had a decent day, 24 for 34, uh, especially being a true freshman, and 224 yards and two TDs. You mentioned the uh, the interception. Uh, I was looking at some notes that John Con- John O'Connor had, and I guess the Hampton coach thinks this kid will be pretty good, doesn't he? The quarterback Coleman, but you know, you guys have to settle it out. You had injuries uh, to Wickersham and, and Hardy, and you know, you, when you got to change and rotate quarterbacks, that's extremely. That's the most. Some a lot of people say that's the most difficult position in all of sports in all of sports is being a uh, I think it's that and a, a goalie I think in hockey but I mean you had Wickersham and Hardy out and these are the guys you're rotating in uh, what does that do to the offense um, and in consistency taking it taking to take away consistency well you know I we didn't change the offense up uh, we we gave them you know, both those guys are full package, and we expect them to, to know it and understand it. But, you know, when you're young, um, you know, sometimes you're, it doesn't register quite as quickly what you're seeing in the secondary coverages. Um, you know, and for young kids, you know, that's hard to do. Um, uh, so, but, but I, you know, I'm proud of Cam. I thought he did a pretty good job. Um, obviously not good enough, but, uh, you know, he, he did a good job in, and we, I mean, he's going to be a tremendous, tremendous player. He's, he's got tremendous arm strength, uh, quick release. He's got a moxie about him. Uh, so, you know, we're really excited about him moving forward, uh, you know, for years to come here. 
Oh, good. That is a true freshman like that. Uh, couldn't get the running game going uh, with Howard Smith and Garcia. Um, 51 yards. And then, of course, when quarterbacks get sacked in college, uh, they, uh, they lose, of course, uh, yards rushing in that regard. So you really had more than 50. You had 51 yards among your running backs. And couldn't on 17 carries, which is three yards a carry. Tough to continue the running game. And then you get behind on top of that kind of compounds that. What was the issue with the running game? Well, you know, Hampton's really good against the run, and their defense is, is really set up, you know, to, to defend against the run. We knew we had to throw the ball. You know, I, I figured we would throw it in, you know, in the high 30s in that game. We had to establish some sort of run, and we couldn't do that. We couldn't take the pressure off the quarterbacks. But, um, you know, we knew we had to throw it. And, and there were, you know, there were holes out there that we could have hit, and, and we didn't. Um you know, we first drive, we just come up a yard short. Uh, you know, the ball brought the receiver back. You know, he, he ran his route past the, the stick and just the ball brought him back. And, uh, you know, you're yard short. And, you know, we got another one, uh, we go with the right read and we get a drop. Um, you know, but, but again, Hampton played really, really well. They tackled well. Um, and, you know, we, we just, you know, we thought we could throw it, and we threw it okay. Not not probably the best we could, but uh, threw it okay. Mm. Now, what uh, you won't know until, I guess, the uh, towards the end of the week of, of having Wickersham or Hardy back. I don't mean to dwell on that, but quarterback is such an important uh, part of, of a football team, and when you're rotating around, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's kind of tough to get a real feel. Uh, any idea when they will be back, either one of them? Well, Jackson Hardy is is cleared, so he'll be back this week. Um, And then Kyle will probably know some more tomorrow how he's feeling. But, you know, if if he don't practice on Tuesday and he's not ready to go on Tuesday, you know, we're going to go with the other guys, I think. And, you know, he has to, you know, he he has to get his reps in. He's a young guy, too, and he needs reps. He can't just, you know, last year if Reese Udinsky shows up for practice on on Friday – you know, he can go out there and play the game. You know, when you're young, you're not getting snaps. You know, it's it's really hard um, to do what you need to do out there. So we'll, we'll know early in the week on Kyle and where he is. Um, if not, you know, we got uh, Jackson and Cam and then, and then Ashton. Uh, they do lead the CAA in rushing. Uh, and they've got a couple of good tailbacks, Burris and Butson, and, uh, and then others as well that can get, they move the pig on the ground. And uh, was it uh, was it frustrating uh, as a coach? You're on the sidelines and you're you're looking at this. And they and they ran for two forty one. You kept them below their average, but still two forty one is what they ran for. Is this, was that frustrating to, as far as watching your defense allowing that many yards rushing? Yeah, I mean it was. Um... You know, it was disappointing. The two forties way too many. You know, we our our goal we gotta keep people under hundred yards rushing. You know, they they popped two right before the half there. We were in, in, in a couple of uh we thought they were gonna go two minute mode and they were really smart. They handed the thing off and you know, popped a pretty decent run there and then another decent run. Mm-hmm. Um now we ha- you know, we we held them on that drive but uh and then we didn't fit a gap a couple times and you know, it, it squirted out of there for big runs, and, you know, we didn't, you know, take proper angles to the, to the ball. Probably should have got it on the ground a lot earlier. So, 
you know, they had, you know, four or five pretty decent runs when, you know, in, in most cases, if we fit the gaps like we're supposed to, um, you know, we were just a little out of sorts on defense, uh, and they kept us off balance, you know, with their, you know, some of their quarterback run game. We didn't defend um, and real well. We had people in position, but, you know, couldn't get him down, and, uh, you, know, they had, they, you know, he had a 10-yard touchdown run, and, you know, we got a chance to get him two yards in the backfield and, and miss, and he goes in and, and for the score there. So, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things in, in defending the run. Plus, you know, they did a nice job. They they had a good, you know, they had a good plan against us. And uh, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, you got to do better. You got to get it on the ground when you got when you can, uh, when when you got a chance to, and and then you got to fit your gaps. And and I don't think we we did any of those things really well. Mm. The, uh, tell us about the main black bears, if you would, Coach. Uh, they come to Robin Stadium, as I mentioned earlier, this Saturday, 3.30 kickoff at Robin Stadium. Uh, Maine, and you look at the stands, currently 1-2 and two in the conference, 1-4 and four overall. Uh, they did win their last time out, and I'll look to see who. It doesn't matter, I guess, really right they, now. They, they beat... They beat Stony Brook bad, right. 56-28, yep. um, and they played really well, and they threw the ball for 400 yards. Uh, you know, they've been running it pretty decent, and this guy kind of lit it up pretty good. So, um, and, and, you know, they lost to a FBS program, Florida International, right. FIU, at 14-12, and, and had chances to win that game. Um, so they played really good opponents. They played North Dakota State, obviously, who's not too bad. No. Um, so, you know, that that record is not even close to conducive to what kind of team they got coming in here. They're really, I mean, they got a good football team. We're going to, we got, we got to play, uh, a hundred times better than we did this Saturday. Mm. Yeah, I see that they, they only lost 14-12 to 12, uh, down in Miami against FIU. And North Dakota State, as we know, pretty darn good program out there in Fargo. Uh, they did get beat by them, Rhode Island, and then William & Mary in their first win. They really uncorked last week uh, with a 56-28 win uh, last week up in Maine. So uh, that's, can, a pretty t- that's a pretty tough four games right there. Yeah. FIU, North Dakota State, William Mary, and Rhode Island. Uh, uh, you know, not the easiest of four game stretches there. And then I think they really showed that they have a good team with, with you know, how they handled uh, Stony Brook uh, this right. past Saturday. Well, and you had beaten them, I think, the week before, had you not? You'd gone to Stony Brook and gotten a win up there. So, yeah, barely. Yeah, um, so. Yeah. You got to win, coach. <laughs> that, yeah, I know. Every game's like a snowflake is different, isn't it? Yep, no yep. question. So, uh, anyway, they come in at three thirty, and uh, quickly the strength of the uh, offensively for them, passing, running, a combination thereof for Maine, and then defensively, how can you score on them? Well, you know they uh, they do they have a good combination. Uh, you know, it was they really threw the ball with a lot of play action. Uh, against Stony Brook and really got some guys open down the field um, and, and had some big plays off of play action. Um, you know, they'll they'll get those guys in tight bunch formations and sneak them out and try to get behind you. And, you know, they had two trick plays that were big plays against uh, Stony Brook, um, and they'll, they'll pull out one of those. You know, they, they scored on us last year on a reverse. Um, and so – 
you know they're gonna they're gonna kind of have some special plays, you know, some special things, uh, little trick plays type of things. But uh, you know they're they're pretty physical up front offensively, and, and they can run it. Uh, but obviously they showed this past week they can throw it. Mm-hmm. Defensively, you know they're pretty you know they pretty athletic. They're long on defense, um, you know. So I, you know I haven't really watched a lot of them on defense, so I couldn't comment too much, but. Uh, you know they, you know it's it's going to be it's going to be a good football team that's coming in here. Well, I, I smell a it. confident football team. Well, there you go. They might be confident, but I think Richmond will be confident as well. And I can see y'all packing up bear meat and sending it back uh, uh, to Maine in boxes. Uh, the, the bear meat. So get a win out there, coach. Got a good feeling about this week. Uh, go Spiders. And, again, the game, the kickoff is 3.30. Get out there for the game against the Maine Black Bears. Good luck and uh, and look forward to talking to you next uh, Tuesday, Coach, after the game and after the win for the University of Richmond. Thanks, Al. Appreciate you. Uh, take care. Coach Russ Houston, head coach of the Richmond Spiders. And, again, the game is 3.30 this coming Saturday at Robbins Stadium against the Maine Black Bears. We'll take a pause and return right here on 106.1 ESPN. Stay with us. Thank you for tuning in. This weekend, the Spiders entertain the Black Bears of Maine in a key CAA showdown. Catch all the action beginning Saturday afternoon at 3 here on 1061 ESPN. Your home of the Richmond Spiders in the capital city. The capital city. Going crazy, but I can see see a highlight of that. I know I have seen it. I'd like to again, uh, seventy two years ago, they had radio. Your great uncle uh, Marconi, of course, was the uh, inventor of the uh, tube radio. Right, and way back in the twenties, I believe I should be right. I don't know. It was a hundred years, a couple years ago, or a hundred years now, or directly in front of us. But uh, it was in the early twenties, nineteen twenties, I believe, is when Marconi got got it in one sock and did all that. Uh, Gus is tomorrow. Gus is tomorrow. Let me ask you a question, there, there, Moose. You ready? I think I'm ready. Number ten Notre Dame and number eleven Alabama played on a neutral field. Who would win? They're ten and eleven in the AP poll. Who Notre would, Dame. Why? That was you didn't even wait on that one. Quarterback. You oh. give me you give me two teams that I don't think are overly different talent wise this year because Alabama has a almost historically untalented team. I, not untalented for Alabama standards, people out there. They're still very talented. For Alabama standard, this is a this is a very untalented Alabama team. Um they got pushed around by Texas. And I think I, like I said, I always think Notre Dame's at a bit of a recruiting disadvantage, but right now they have they have a quarterback who's going to be a pro, and in this kind of game where it's very close, you give me one team they got a quarterback who's going to be a pro and another quarterback who's already been benched this year, I'm going with Sam Hartman and the uh All right, let me Notre flip Dame. the script. Uh-oh. You ready? Thank Alabama's you. 11, Notre Dame's 10. Guess who's number nine in the AP poll? Number nine in the AP poll? That was the question. <laughs> <laughs> Is it USC? B- Bingo! Yeah, they dropped a little bit, didn't they? 
They uh, they well they, they gave up forty one to Colorado. They, 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 yeah, they came down one slot, eight to nine. Because Oregon is our Colorado is the new measuring stick for everybody. How do you play against Colorado? <laughs> hey, 48-41. Hey, look, they came back. No, they were getting their true. butts kicked. And meanwhile, Oregon beat them forty two to six. Yeah. Um, well, we do have to look at the fact they were in Oregon and yeah. USC was on the road. But that's but well. Oregon has looked better than. In the last couple of weeks, so they... uh, yeah, TV should not tell you that you got to start at 10 a.m. local time. Yeah, and 9 a.m. visitors' time. I think Caleb Williams would have been le- ready at 7 a.m. Oh, no that doubt. Time. All right, so all right, Notre Dame's in, in Southern Cal neutral field. Oh, sorry. You're going? Are you going to Southern Cal? Because the quarterback. Yep, the quarterback. That's, I mean, if it, you, based on what you said about Notre Dame, Alabama, then yeah. you flip the script. You're going to say Southern Cal because of Caleb Williams. All right, we'll find out about that coming up in about uh, what's uh, where's my calendar? And my, I promise people. <laughs> Up there, my my analysis gets a little bit more in depth past the quarterbacks. Once you get to like the top five teams, it's a bit more than just the quarterback. Yeah, but I'd say when it's Alabama and Notre Dame, I'll go with Sam Hartman. I think he makes the difference. Well, uh, Southern Cal will be at Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish on Notre Dame on uh, October the fourteenth in South Bend, Indiana. One thing I will you're say, you're looking live. That USC defense is pretty bad yeah um, it's not as bad as it was last year but, but it's pretty bad i believe so much in caleb williams but you can't always trust that defense sam hartman's a good quarterback too so that is another way to look at it notre dame's defense is a lot better meanwhile usc's defense it's like a group of five defense it's not, it's not a true power five defense but they got a pretty good pass rush they can get some turnovers but they just give up point after point so Notre Dame should be able to score, but then on the other hand, Southern Cal should be able to score as well. Now that being said, they held Ohio State. What was the final in that game? Fourteen third. No, what was the final in that game? Uh, is it fourteen to ten? Four. It's. Uh, well, why am I already forgetting? You and me both. Uh, was it a one point game? I think it was a one point game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely. We both forget. Yeah, <laughs> just, I just. I usually. I usually can re- uh, remember this stuff a little better. <laughs> I'll be able to remember a score from 10 years ago yeah. and then not remember this score. Where you're, you're looking it up right now. Yeah, I am attempting to find that yeah, score. 17-14. Uh, yeah. I knew it was more than one point. It was 17-14. So, okay, so Notre Dame was up 14-10. That's where I got 14-10 from. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, only 10 players on the field. Tw- last two plays. Last not just two last play, play yeah. last two plays. Uh, but That was just... But that was the close. Excusable. I will too, because I made that comment about Notre Dame not having quite the talent. This is the closest they've looked to Ohio State and Alabama in recent memory. Because yeah. like when when they went twelve and zero that Matai Teo year, you just knew once they put Alabama, <laughs> they, were, they, it was, weren't, they weren't. It, the Georgia Alabama game that year was the real national title. Yeah. But this year, it looks like they can hold their own against those top tier teams. I just don't know that they're as you saw Ohio State. They just made the right plays in the moments. The big moments. Well, they've already played two ranked teams. Number, what is it? Number three is. Uh, what is that? Ohio State. I think number four in one poll. I think third in the other. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, but you're taking the fly dude out of the pepper there with <laughs> Ohio State and Texas. All right. So they gave up 17 to Ohio State. They gave up um, 14 to the Dukies. That's a good Duke team. And yeah, I mean I they're both mo- ranked. I hope most people realize that now. Some people were rolling their eyes at that ranking. No. That's a good team. A good quarterback. And Notre Dame has not played – they played two ranked teams. They have Louisville this week. That's a tough one. And Louisville, oh, by the way, is ranked number 25. It's 25. Hey, but they're ranked. Then they get Southern Cal. Southern Cal's number eight. That'll be four ranked teams in a row for the Fighting Irish. That's... They're not playing Army, Navy, Air Force, and the Coast Guard. <laughs> 
Um, after that, they get Pittsburgh and at Clemson, then Wake Forest and at Stanford. I think going to Clemson is one of the might that might be the toughest unranked <coughs> opponent you can face if you have to go to Death Valley. I mean, just ask Florida State; they barely got out of there. And they really uh, they did it because of a, a fumble by the quarterback and a missed field goal that would have won the game. Goal, I mean, they, yeah. they got out of they they escaped. They escaped. So just Clemson ask, gave them a game. Ask Florida State. Uh, even if Clemson is down, Death Valley is a tough place to play. Yep. And and Clemson had every chance to win that game. Right. Now they're all oh, Florida State so great. Florida State this and Florida State that. Their resume <laughs> looks good, but when you look when you really look at it, they have a two point win over Boston College. That's uh, that's uh, that's not great. Um, they should have lost that game to Clemson, and that LSU win doesn't look as great as it did. <laughs> to you guys, you're happy about. But I've, at Florida Woo! State, you can poke a lot of holes in their resume. I think that I think Texas has the most. <laughs> currently has the most impressive resume in totality in totality well <laughs> thank you you call you you want me known as sherman or mr peabody the uh fashion that they've won the games i think their win over alabama going to alabama and push i mean they pushed them around the yeah. score doesn't look like an absolute blow but they had total control of that well, game since then they well they they, they put the whooping on kansas yeah i think kansas was kansas right ranked last week yeah those pesky jayhawks those pesky jayhawks kerplunked uh, they're beating Rice, Alabama, Wyoming, Baylor. They got a big one this weekend. Uh, boy, you're not kidding. It's a Red River uh, rivalry. Yeah, even when either team is mm. down, it's still a fun game. Well, they're both up, too. Yeah. I mean, what is Oklahoma's ranked 12, Texas well, is 3. After a couple down years for Oklahoma since they lost Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, it's funny, Caleb Williams kind of, that was his first game he played in was the Red River rivalry. His first play was a touchdown that he ever came in. And mm. When you have your best moments in that kind of game, you're, you're special There's, there's a little talent there somewhere. Yeah. Oklahoma is 5-zip, and zip, Texas 5-zip, and, and they're playing this Saturday. And uh, I don't have the time in front of me. I've got noon. You've got noon? Okay, yeah. I'll take one. <laughs> uh, it's an ABC game. I think it's at noon. Yeah. Uh, but it's just the way you framed it. Yeah. I'll take noon. <laughs> All right, let's see. I've got noon, whatever you said. Anyway, I'm looking now I'm looking for the line, ladies and gentlemen. It's on a neutral field. It's an early game. Line should be up here at the top of the list somewhere. Got Kent Joseph on the phone. You can be asleep and you'll still get the line from him. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I have. What do you have? Six and a half. I got six and a half. I just found Texas six and a half over Oklahoma. Now they play at, in a neutral site in Texas, the old right. state fairgrounds, like where the Cotton Bowl used to be, or something. Maybe they play now at uh, at Jerry's World. You know his his pyramid that they will bury him in. Just called the Cotton Bowl is what it says here. I got to see well, what the, the, location, bowl, what the we, location is. They can't be playing the old Cotton Bowl. I'm, I'm not worming yeah. that at you. I'm just talking about the old Cotton Bowl is. Probably it's, fifty years older than the diamond. It's it's definitely an outdoor. <laughs> it is not Jerry World. I do because I remember these. I've I I usually watch. Most people do yeah. watch this game. It's pretty good yep. every year. Yep, yep. I, Except I, for last year, I think Texas won forty nine nothing or something. But ever <laughs> since the uh, outside of that, they're usually great. Games. It's usually a very good. You know, it's a Red River rivalry, unless one of them's really kind of got his. Well, I don't want to say that one. Uh, Anyway, Oklahoma's considered the home game because they switch off, obviously, in the uh, in the rivalry because it's a quote-unquote neutral site, kind of like the Jacksonville hosting the Georgia-Florida game every year. It's a neutral site. There's a uh, there's another fun noon game, Maryland and Ohio State. Now, it's <laughs> yeah. at Ohio State, so that makes it tough for Maryland. But Big Mar- line, Buck. Big Maryland line. Maryland can score. Have you seen the line? Yeah, the line is big, and I, yeah. I, I, I like a cover there. 19 and a half. 
You're taking Ohio State to cover or Maryland to cover? Maryland to cover. They got a. Uh, I'm not. I don't. Talia, I believe is how you say. Talia yeah. Tonga Vailoa, yeah. the younger brother of uh, right. Tua. All right, that's why you're picking Maryland. That's part of it's it. It's yeah. the brotherly love that you have. He, uh, what is he? Thirteen and three touchdown to interception. <laughs> you say he's thirteen years old. No. All right, the uh, the uh, LSU Tigers. I don't think they should be ranked anymore. Are playing at Missouri. Missouri's a good football Missouri's team. Missouri's five and zero. Oh. They beat Kansas State, who won the Big Twelve last year, who actually beat T- TCU in that title in the uh, title Big game, Big, Big 12, Twelve title game. game yeah, that's a good program. They beat Missouri's. Well, that was last year. Yeah, uh, but they're Bubba, this is this year. (laughs) (laughs) They uh, lose players, right? But they are (laughs) they are a uh, they are five and zero. Missouri's a. Where's Kansas State now? Fella. Uh, I don't, well, how are they? I don't, I don't know. I don't see them in the top 25 or the others' votes. That doesn't mean they're not there. I can have a jar of mayonnaise in the refrigerator staring at me. I'm looking for it, and I don't see it. Kansas State is 3-1 uh, and one this year. Well, there you go. They're not ranked. And LSU is 3-2 and two and ranked. They should, they, if, they should be out for a while if they lose this game. That's right. Go to the corner and sit on a little yep. stool with the dunce cap on until we tell you to get up. No, I'm, dis- I'm disappointed in this LSU. T- I, I, You're up, but- I care less about. I'm jacked. Brian, I care less about Brian Kelly right now. This LSU team is talented, and they've got a really good quarterback. Before we go to break, how would you like to go by the name of B O O G E R, and people will refer to you as that? I, I, it's, it's like when you go to do analysis, it's, it's not. A, I'm sure he does plenty of homework. He's very good analysis, but it's, it just makes it harder to take you serious when that's your name. Yeah, and how did you get that name? Yeah, like, think about think about that. When you make a really big hot take and that's your name, it's like I don't I don't know how to take it seriously. <laughs> and sorry. No, I, that's why I'm bringing it up. I, I mean, every time they let's go to Booger. Yeah. Uh, okay, where? I mean, you would think he'd maybe go by a different nickname. George. Yeah. <laughs> Anything. Anything. <laughs> Hi, I'm Booger. Nice to meet you, young lady. Oh, great to meet you. And too, your boy's but... on the TV right now. Another yeah. one of your boys. He's uh, not been great this year. I've Jack got Prescott. no truck with Prescott except when he beats Washington. He's he's I've not been great I've always been in his year. favor, you know. When people are talking about his salary, he's getting too much, shouldn't get that much. And my argument, and Junior was one of your guys that would argue against Prescott. And I said, listen, he's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, and Wentz just got whatever it was 140 million at the time. And I was like, oh, if Wentz gets 140 million, Prescott deserves more. He's a better quarterback than Wentz, and I think I think I've been proven right. No, you are. Well, Carson. Well, yeah, Wentz, no. It Carson, was sort of rhetorical. Carson Wentz's uh, <laughs> highest point was definitely better than Prescott's, though. He, he he was a supernova. He ran to the top. Yeah. His star was super. It was bright. It was brilliant. He got hurt. He, and, and, and you know, Foles won the Super Bowl. He didn't. Uh, if he was quarterback in the Super Bowl, he, it might have been too big of a stage for him. Don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But the good news is Foles won. Yeah. And beat those. You're happy that the Eagles won a Super Bowl? Yeah, and the Giants twice. Damn right. They, they, they beat the evil empire, the cheating even evil empire. I just can't imagine being happy about the Bills or Jets winning a Super Bowl. Well, all right, who, do you hate, who do you hate in the NFC? Who do I hate in the NFC? I don't have a team I really hate Okay, in the well, NFC. I really hate the Patriots. It's a collective team, not, just, as, not as individuals, except for Billy Chick. The only the only ones I can't stand are the, are the divisional opponents. Um it's the divisional opponents and then the Boston Celtics and the NBA. Those are the only teams I really have a strong uh, 
feeling about I'll it. I'll explain to somebody the other day that I, I really hate, hate's the wrong word. Yeah. You know, it's a strong word. It's I, I totally dislike and don't have, don't want to see anything good happen to, 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 New, to New England. And I certainly, and I had to explain to somebody the other day, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, and the Giants. It's sports Why hate. don't you like them? It's not well, genuine hate. Think about it. They're in our division. We exactly. play them twice a year. They've been walking all over us. I can't think of an analogy. Who walks over what? I mean, like Buffalo walks over my. <laughs> you know, yeah, or New England walked over Buffalo for forty-eight years in a row. Whatever you know. So, anyway, uh, there are some good games in, in college football this weekend. It ain't November fourth, and it isn't what we had two weeks ago. One or two weeks ago, we had the big hammer. Yeah, it was. Yep. And a lot of them kind of disappointed a little bit. But Such is life, my friend. Yeah. There will be highs, there will be lows, and there will be disappointments in your life. That's right. Let, let me, we'll go for a walk, and I'll explain life to you after the show. Sounds we'll find good. a nice wooded area with a nice trail, and people are happy and walking on it is all that, and I'll explain it all to you. That's right. Got That's it, Grasshopper? Right. I got it. <laughs> Stay, that ain't had me. <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. Looking for the Richmond Spiders? Well, you've got them. 1061 ESPN is your exclusive radio home for all things Spiders athletics in the River City all year long. Team and all of baseball on your radio dial? There's a reason to keep it locked to 1061 ESPN Richmond. Your home for the Atlanta Braves and the River City. We uh, we are here. We don't have long. We got about I guess, a minute or so. I see you have the left board back up. That's convenient. And we've got uh, forty seconds before we get to an update from Lane. Is that correct? That's right. He's got an interesting stat about the New York uh, football team. Yeah, yeah, you, you uh, sent <laughs> that the to source. me. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, we will have another hour to go. No guests today, so it's wide open for your calls. 327-0888 is our number. Uh, feel free to call in and talk with us about any topic, whether it's the baseball players coming up, pro football, college football, badminton in your backyard. I mean, whatever it is you'd like to talk about, uh, we're wide open for it uh, right here on 1061 ESPN. The number to call or text is 327-0888, 327-0888. Stay with us. 